0: The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today, Mark chapter 7, and especially these verses. Jesus said, Hear me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside of a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Imagine walking into a room and finding a small wooden box. You notice that that small wooden box is plated in sterling silver, and it's been polished to the t. As soon as you look at it closer, you notice that there's no lock on that box, and the lid is even a little bit ajar. The suspense starts to kill you. What could be kept inside such a beautiful vessel? You go over and open up the top. But before your eyes can even focus on the contents, a stench reaches your nose that is so pungent that it causes your eyes to close. Moments later, your eyes reopen to see what's in there. It's a rotting piece of meat that has become home to a great many maggots. Something like that, right, would be quite a shock. For we tend to assume that things that are beautiful on the outside will also contain things that are beautiful on the inside. One would not expect to find a house that is just perfectly kept and manicured on the outside to, on the inside, just be a filthy mess. We expect when we see a nice car, perhaps it's been nicely waxed up, That when we look inside of that car, we're likely also to find beautiful leather seats and the latest stereo equipment. And truth be told, we often, at least on first glance, tend to think when we see people that look like they have it all together on the outside, we assume they're also well settled on the inside. It's often why, at least from a distance, we often aspire to be those people who we think seem to have it all together from everything we can see. However, we ought to know better than that, especially when it comes to humanity. For we have a great witness against the assumption that what is on the outside always matches the inside when it comes to humanity. And what is that great uh, witness that we have? Well, it's knowing ourselves. For if we're honest about ourselves and what we know about ourselves, we have to admit That even on the days when we seem to have everything on the outside put together as good as we can, often on the inside things are far from perfect. Our emotions can be all over the place, our deepest beliefs can be beset with great doubt, and our actual deeds can be far from what we wish they were. In our gospel reading last week and this week, Jesus points to this same truth. You see, most of the Jewish people, especially those that led the Jewish people, they took good care to make sure that their outward appearance was sterling, so to speak. They did everything that they were supposed to do. They fasted on the days when they were supposed to fast. They washed their their hands ritually before they would sit down to eat. They would not soil their mouths nor their stomachs with any sort of unclean food. On the outside, they looked polished, and they looked put together. But Jesus said that on the inside of them was a stench that revealed their inner rottenness. Last week, if you remember, Jesus talked to us about a practice that the Jews had that he found terrible. He said that the Jewish people, or at least portions of them, would take everything that they owned and they would declare it to be Corbin. In other words, they would take it and they would say, this money I am going to set aside for God. Now we know that a lot of time that money that was dedicated to God never actually made it to God in any certain way. But Jesus revealed what was really going on. He said that people often did this so that if people closest to them needed help, They would say, well, I can't help you with anything. The money I have, well, it's dedicated to God. He said they were doing this even with their closest relation, their father and their mother, who might need their help. They were told, no, I can't help you even with food or clothing because everything I have is dedicated to God. Now, saying that everything you had was dedicated to God, to the onlooker might have sounded pretty good. But Jesus said that the whole thing was rotten. It stunk in God's nose. He also said that their tradition of hand washing, which they were very particular about before they would eat, was also just a mirage of righteousness. They were so meticulous to wash their hands in just the way that the elders had told them to do so. But Jesus said that it could not belie the fact that their hearts were not so easily cleaned up that their hearts were filthy. Jesus also made clear that the food regulations which the Jews followed, which God himself indeed had instituted in the Old Testament, were no longer serving the purpose that God had intended them for in the beginning. For the people had begun to believe that they could remain pure before God by simply watching what they ate, by making sure everything they ate was clean or kosher, Jesus told them that there was nothing that could go into their mouths that could make them pure or kosher before God. He told them likewise there was nothing that could go in that could defile them before God. In fact, Jesus is so plain in the text for today, he simply tells them that food can't make you right with God or set you at odds with God because after all, food goes into your stomach and then passes out the body. He said, so it can't be about that outward thing. Instead, he told them that they needed to think about what was going on inside, that they needed to look into their hearts. Yes, he made clear that what really endangered purity before God was not something that could be seen from the outside by an onlooker. It was nothing that could be placed into the mouth or into the stomach. Instead, he said it was what came out of a man from the heart that would defile him before God. He said it didn't matter how righteous one appeared or how many acts or rituals of righteousness they performed or how even everyone else might admire their piety. If they were rotten on the inside, Jesus said, well, they were rotten before God. The sad truth is that humanity has always been better at putting on a show of righteousness than practicing actual righteousness And that's not true just of the humanity that was around in Jesus' day, but true of us right up to this day as well. Many times Christian people have simply assumed that if they show up to church regularly and try to dress as nice as they can, if they throw into the plate something that seems like enough, and if they at least give lip service to the faith in various areas of their life, well then surely they think they must be sterling before God. But Jesus says, no. No. Instead, we must look into the heart. For the truth is, righteousness has very little to do with outward appearance. When we do not abide in Christ, when we don't live in that newness of life that being a baptized child of God gives us, the Bible tells us that very quickly, that old sinful self that we were born with, and the corrupt heart that was at the center of that self, They seem to come back to life very easily. And when they do, first come evil thoughts. Then those evil thoughts give way to wicked deeds. Jesus says that the Christian life can look to some people on the outside all put together. And yet at the same time, in that same person that everyone else looks at and says they've got it going just how they should as a Christian, there can be things in the heart that are causing things like adultery covetousness, and wickedness, and deceit, and all sorts of sensuality, and slander, and pride, and foolishness. So are you that silver box that we imagine seeing at the beginning of the sermon? Have you convinced yourself and everybody else that you have everything put together quite well, that you're doing everything that anyone could reasonably expect a Christian person to do? And yet inside of you, you know there is rottenness that stinks literally to high heaven. Do you come into the house of God dressed well and ready to sing? And yet within your own house, you're a terror and a frustration to those whom God has given you to live with each day. Do you walk around always with a smile on your face? But the truth is, down in your heart, there's despair and maybe even destructive thoughts. Do you seem like an upstanding member of society and of the church and yet secretly know you have that one sin that seems to drive so much of what you do? Putting on a show, you might trick others. Heck, you might even trick yourself for a little while. But it'll never make you truly righteous before God. And it'll never truly give you true holiness in your life as well. Only Jesus can do that. Only his sacrifice on the cross can make you right with God and can clean up that mess inside of you. Only the gift of his spirit can make you holy in order that you might truly love God and love your neighbors. So forget the show. Forget the sterling appearances. Instead, simply confess your wretchedness. And then Jesus has promised he will clean up that mess He will clean you up today with his holy body and his blood that was broken and given for you on Calvary. And not only will he clean the mess up, but he'll give you something as well. He'll give you a new heart. Instead of that old sinful heart that loves to revel in things like adultery and covetousness, he'll give you a new heart that is made happy by the ways of the Lord. That is what he promises to you today. And if you'll simply open that box up and reveal what's really going on, he will clean you up and make you new. Yes, that which defiles you this day is gone in Jesus. For Jesus is the only one ever who was truly sterling inside and out. And he has died and rose in order that you might share in that sterling, not only appearance, but reality. That is what Christ gives to you today. His own holiness, his own righteousness, his perfection. Thanks be to God that he gives us such a good gift. Amen.